0: Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Ridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Now when Jesus saw the crowd, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the who, everybody? Anybody remember what that means? Power under control, that's right. Power under control, meekness, power under control. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward where everybody in heaven. in heaven. That's right For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you would you do me a favor? Would you just hold your hands out like this? Would you bow your heads and would you repeat this prayer after me dear God? Dear God I'm, here today. I'm here today I open my mind, I open my mind and, my heart. and my heart fill me Holy Spirit in Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. you. May be seated, everybody. Such a beautiful day, beautiful day to have a birthday, isn't it? Amen. Forty-five years old. Today want to we're continuing our series called Attitude Check. And I say this every week, if, if you were invited here today and someone would not let up until you got here, it may be for that reason. <laughs> okay, that, that just gets a little less every week, doesn't it? Okay, yeah, it's not funny anymore, Jeff. This to me, I crack up every time. Today we want to look into the beatitude found in Matthew 5 and 6, but before I do that, I want to say that our hearts are very heavy today. Uh, we lost a dear saint, one of our uh, church members this week, Miss Marty Driver. And uh, so anyways, we are, our hearts are heavy. So please keep that family in prayer. In Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus again, is teaching. Remember, he's climbed the mountain. So those that wanted to hear the greatest teaching had to do a little work. They had to climb the mountain. And that's what you're doing this summer. Is you're climbing, you're, you're coming every week because you're climbing the mountain. And he begins it in Matthew 5 and 6. Jesus says this. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what, everybody? Righteousness. Righteousness. For for they will be filled. There's a promise that if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you will be filled. And so the question that we have today is this, is what is righteousness? That's a a biblical word. That's a, a Christian word. When we say righteous or righteousness... You know, I always think about the movies that talk about, hey, that's a righteous dude, you know? Righteousness, what does it mean? Righteousness means being being in right standing with God, relationship with God, through Jesus Christ. And it also means lifestyle. So that we live our lifestyle that reflects God himself, Jesus Christ. That our lives, that your life is to be a reflection of God. When you become a child of God, you should resemble your father. Amen, everybody? Amen. And so just like the moon reflects the sun, we as people are to reflect Jesus Christ. We're to reflect that. We're to look like him. And that people, when they see you, they should say, hey, well, we believe that you must be a child of God. Amen, everybody? Amen. You must be a child of God because we reflect that our lifestyle. So. Righteousness is relationship with God, and is also a lifestyle lived for God, that resembles God. So he said, "Blessed are you that when you hunger and you thirst for righteousness, a relationship with God, and a lifestyle for God." Amen, everybody? Amen. You tracking with me now? And so today, as we talk about this, I've thought about uh, Matthew, again, Matthew 6 and 33. look what it says. It says this, seek first the kingdom of God and his what? There it is again. Remember, relationship and lifestyle. He said, bless again. And Jesus said this, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And notice this, and all these things shall be added to you. He was just talking about all the things that that people worry about. They worry about clothing, what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear. You know, all the things day to day. And Jesus said, if you just seek first God's kingdom relationship and you live the lifestyle, then all these things that everybody else worries about, you will have. God will make sure that you get them. Amen, everybody. So our relationship brings security. Righteousness brings security on our side because we know that God's always got our back. Amen, everybody? He's always got our back. So we begin saying these words, and they're going to come up on the screen These four words, and I want you to say them with me. You ready? We said that when someone is, if someone is walking with us and and we're about to go into a a store, that we would grab the door and we would open the door and we would say, you first. So we want to always say with God, this is how we keep God first. If we always say this, if we'll open the door in our life in every situation say, you first, Holy Spirit. Come on, let's do it again, everybody. Come on, you ready? You first, Holy Spirit. In every situation in your life, If you want to be a righteous dude, or righteous gal, wherever you're from. If you want to be considered righteous in everything that you do, if you would, before you make any decision, if you would just say, you first, Holy Spirit, it will change your life and you will always be seeking God's way. And when, you, when you're seeking God's way, a relationship with God, and a lifestyle for God, it changes everything in your life. So today I want to talk to you about how to pursue God's righteousness. And let me just be transparent with you. I'm sitting right beside you because I'm on the platform today, but I'm not elevated above you. That means that I struggle with this. Because, you know, you first, Holy Spirit, is not the first thing that comes to my mind. Cut me off in traffic. It's not you first, Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, I'm fine. There's a battle going on. Amen, everybody? Yeah. The battle going on. Okay. So the first thing we want to do, so we're in this together. I just want you to know that. The first thing we're going to do to pursue righteousness, number one, is this, is tune into God daily. Tune into God daily. We have to tune in. There's so much that's, That's calling for our attention, and we have to intentionally tune in. Look what the Bible says in Romans 2. He says, Don't be like the people of this world, but let God change what, everybody? Amen. He says, In other words, we need a checkup from the neck up. The greatest problem we got is stinking thinking. Do I need to go on? (laughs) Dr. Seuss is coming out. Okay. He goes on and says, but then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him. Every temptation that you have starts in the mind. Amen, everybody? It starts in the mind. Your brain is like an antenna. It's always receiving signals. Now, what I want you to know, what was interesting to me is I studied this week Neuroscientists say this, that the thoughts that you have, don't ne- they not necessarily come from your brain. Matter of fact, your brain stores information, but it doesn't trigger thoughts. And so if, you're, if your brain is not automatically triggering thoughts, they have to be triggered from somewhere. And what, what most scientists think is it comes from a deeper part of you, the spiritual aspect. It's either that, either that God's triggering a thought or the devil's triggering a thought. It's a spiritual battle, everybody. Amen? Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, the thoughts that you have, many of the thoughts you have that you haven't thought about in a long time, it's, it's, you know, at that moment when you're trying to forgive someone, all of a sudden you have a thought about what they did that come out of nowhere. That wasn't triggered from you. or the devil. Amen, everybody? There's a spiritual war is what I'm trying to tell you. You know that old cartoon that says there's a devil on this shoulder and and an angel on this shoulder. You know, that seems to be true, doesn't it? It seems like there's always a choice between. So we have to tune into God. If we don't tune into God, we will listen to the enemy of our soul, the devil. Amen, everybody. And he don't like, he doesn't like you. Oh, I better go on. Look what the Bible says. Romans 8. People who are ruled by their desires think only of who, everybody? And that's you and me. When I take God out of the picture, it's all about me. I'm selfish and so are you. Everyone who is ruled by the Holy Spirit thinks about what? Spiritual things. things. You know what spiritual things? It means how can I help somebody else? Do good. That's spiritual. When you do good for someone else, especially when you don't feel like it. And some people always make you feel like not doing good toward them. Amen? Okay, let's move on. If our minds are ruled by our desires, what's those next three words, everybody? We'll die. We die. Without God, you will self-destruct. If you're not tuned in to the Holy Spirit and God's word, you'll self-destruct. But if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have what, everybody? Life and, peace. Life and peace. Isn't that what everybody wants is peace? Yes. You ever watch the pageant? And all those beauty queens, they give, they, they give those great speeches and they say, and, and world peace. It's just world peace. Okay, never mind. Some of you going to wake up tonight getting that one, but anyway. <laughs> Look what he goes on to say. Our desires fight against God because they do not and cannot obey God's laws. Can I tell you something? That, that's me. I want to do things that God don't want me to do. I struggle with that every day. Every day of my life, I struggle with that. How about you? My flesh wants to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, and how I want to do it. And waiting at traffic lights, again, is not my favorite thing. I want to run the thing. (laughs) Somebody told me one time, says, you know, you can always check your integrity because if you're at a traffic light in the middle of the night and there's nobody around, if you go when it's red, you know you're not a person of character. I'm not a person of character. (laughs) Let me tell you that. It's got to the count of three and then I'm gone. I'm sorry y'all I'm done see this is for me today. It's not for you. It's for me Look what he said our desires fight against God because they do not and cannot obey God's law If we follow our desires what everybody we cannot please God. What I want you to know is this Is that we're at war? You're either gonna fight you're either gonna be fighting the flesh like you've heard me say I have to fight this and I have to have the help of the Holy Spirit to fight this flesh and so do you. Or either we're going to be at war with the flesh and the world or we're going to be at war with God. And a lot of, listen, and you will never have peace in your life as long as you're at war with God. Amen, Amen everybody? Amen. It, it, we, it, when we're at war, we, we can't have peace. So we got to decide, am I going to be at war with God or not? And if you're at war with God, you'll never have peace. You'll always be uneasy and never to relax because you're at war with God. This is not a new battle. Our grandparents had this battle, Adam and Eve. Remember, maybe you remember the story that in the beginning, how that, how that Adam and Eve were in the garden and God gave them everything. It was a perfect place. It was a wonderful place to be. There was just one tree that God said, don't touch that. And all of a sudden, look what happened. And the same thing happens with you because God says, i won't to bless you with all this stuff. Every one of us, many of us have blessing in their life. And there's that one thing that we want that God says don't have. Amen, everybody? Yes. You got it and I got it. It's something I desire that God doesn't want me to have. And isn't it amazing how that is like wet paint? You see the sign that says wet paint, do not touch. What do you want to do? Every time we walk by one of those sides, Rhonda says, Jeff, don't touch it. When she turns around, I go, it's that way. It's that yearning within us. And here we are. Listen what happens when, when, when Eve begins to try to reason with the devil. Look what happens. It says this. It says, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat, from, we may eat fruit from the tree in the garden, but did God say but did God say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die now here's what, he's, here's what the devil says you will not surely die come on say that with a little attitude me, right? come on you will not surely die did you hear that and that's exactly what he's saying to you you just keep doing whatever God doesn't want you to do you won't die look and he goes on and says this The serpent said to the woman for God knows that when you eat from it Your eyes will be open and you'll be like God knowing good and evil in other words God's holding something back They ate it And sure enough their eyes were open, but what they saw was not pleasing All of a sudden it caused suffering for them You can never reason with the devil everybody No matter how good he makes it sound. You say, well, Jeff, I don't know the devil talks to me. He doesn't come with a pitchfork. No, he doesn't. It's right there, that little voice you start hearing say, oh, it'll be okay. It won't hurt you. It'll be all right. Go ahead. Okay, that's all right. Look what happened here. In verse number nine, it says, but the Lord called to the man and he said, what's those three words, everybody? Where are you? The first question God ever asked man is, where are you? He's asking some of you that today. He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Let me just tell you something. They never felt fear before, they'd never been afraid before. But when you take sin, it's amazing how that when you partake of sin, your sinful nature, how that makes you afraid. You know what makes you afraid? Is because there's a disconnection from God. Anytime that you're connect, disconnected from God, there is fear becomes present. Do you know the word anxious actually means, if you boil it down, it means to divide or separate? Anytime that you you are separated from God or you're away from God because... Sin, you feel this fear inside of you and it makes you want to hide. It's amazing how that they wanted to hide from God who was actually the one that, that was the answer that they were looking for. Let me tell you, it's amazing how many people that when they stumble and when they fall and they commit a sin, the devil will tell you that God wants nothing else to do with you. You better run and hide. You better hide because he's going to get you. And as long as you're running from God, you can never reconnect with God and you'll never have the peace of God. It takes a connection with God to have the peace of God. And I just want to tell you today that all of us have sinned and all of us have made mistakes, but I tell you that all of us have the opportunity to to quit running and turn around and face God and say, God, I'm here today. Forgive me of my sin. I blew it. I'm sorry. I want to reconnect with you. Man, when, when you connect with God, all of a sudden the peace of God comes over you. And you know, when you're walking with God and you have communion with God, you realize that you are all, everything's all right. It's going to be all right. Amen, everybody. Amen. Galatians 5 and 16, look what it says. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your spiritual nature craves. It's either you let the Holy Spirit guide you or you guide you. And if you guide you, you're going to go down the wrong road. You know, I heard a stat this last week that 76% of people are lonely. And isn't it amazing the more that we tell our culture disconnect from God, the lonelier our culture gets. You will never have peace until you have the Prince of Peace. And that is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Listen, I don't want to go on any further today because there's many of you sitting in this room and there's many of you watching online right now that you're disconnected. And you wonder what's wrong with me. Today I want to give you the opportunity to reconnect with Jesus Christ. Some of you, for the first time, you're going to ask Him to come in and be your Savior. You don't even know what that means, but you're going to say, God, I don't understand all this, but please come in and save me. And He's going to come in and do something that you can't do for yourself. Would everyone bow your heads with me? Today, if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, would you say these words in your heart and your mind, not even out loud, but in your heart and mind? Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. Save me. Save me. Help me to do what you want me to do. I need you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we give God a hand, everybody? Amen. Those of you that prayed that prayer, and many of you in this room did, and those of you online as well, I want you to check on the back of this card. It said, I pray the prayer to become a Christ follower. Why? Because I want to send you something that's going to help you on your journey. I want to send it to you in the mail. So i got to have your information. So I I want to help you. So please fill it out. Those of you online as well. Okay. Number two is it. Oh, what what do we say? Remember what we were saying? You first, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Let's do it again. You first, Holy Spirit. You first, Holy Spirit. Number two is this. get into God's Word. Daily, get into God's word daily. Now, I want to show you this. This book I'm holding is called "The Bible." You know what this book is? It's soul food. Now when I say soul food," some of you started thinking about can fried chicken, mashed potatoes, turnip greens, Amen or whoa! Yes, that's what I'm talking, about. that's some, that's some good eating right there, is what we say in the South. But I'm not talking about that kind of food, because that kind of food will kill you if you eat too much of it. I'm talking about feeding your soul. The problem that we have in our culture today is that we're all addicted to junk food. Amen, everybody. Remember your, remember your mother, your grandmother, your father, your grandfather, that right before dinner, you'd want to go to the cookie jar and get the cookie out. And they said, no, 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 you can't have that right now because if you eat that junk food, you won't want the good food. And the problem in our culture today is, is, is that spiritually, we've been feeding ourselves junk food. <laughs> if, when you eat all that junk food, you don't want the good food. If you're filling up on junk food, you never want the good food. Let me just tell you something. When you constantly are scrolling on social media, constantly junk food. Junk food. Amen, everybody? Junk food. I wrote some of these things down because I knew I wouldn't be able to think of them up here. Oh, when you constantly... Are tuning into talk radio or cable news constantly? Yeah. Junk food, yeah. junk food. Yeah. Amen, everybody. Yeah. When you're constantly gaming, playing those video games, on. <laughs> it's one o'clock in the morning. I got school tomorrow. I gotta go to work tomorrow, but I gotta beat (laughs) them. Junk food. Amen, everybody? Getting high. Legally or illegally. Prescription or on the street. Whether you smoke it, toke it, drink it, it don't matter. Junk food, baby, junk food. Amen, everybody. Wow. Pornography. Yeah. What is it, everybody? Junk it's junk food. So you've got a choice today, and I've got a choice as this. Is it, are we gonna let the, are we gonna get into the Word of God? Or are we, gonna sat, are we gonna settle for all this junk food? We gotta make a decision today. Are we gonna, are we gonna be healthy? Or are we, are we gonna be weak? Are we gonna take the junk food? Or are we gonna take the real food? We gotta get into God's Word daily. Amen, everybody. Jesus was fasting. He was fasting, and the devil came and tempted him, and he said, I know you're hungry, so why don't you just turn those stones into some junk food? Turn it into, turn those stones into bread. Have some junk food, and Jesus said this. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. No, no, no more junk food. i got to get the good food inside of me. And when I get the good food inside of me, I get strong and I get brave and I get, I get to be the man and woman of God. Amen, everybody. Yeah. Junk food. No junk food. Jesus said again in John eight thirty one and 32. If you continue, I love the King James right here. Jesus said, if ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what, everybody? Free. The Bible is like, unlike any other book, because when you read it, it reads you. Mm-mm-mm. It is through God's word that you learn the truth about God and the truth about you. Amen, everybody. Mm, 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 mm. it's God's word it's God's word get in God's word so we have a next step here on your connection card look what it says it says I will do my best to read or listen to the Bible daily will you please check that on your card so we can pray over you and by the way we want everybody to turn in a card because we pray over them every week we want God's favor over you number three just turn to your neighbor and say, that man better hurry up. Number three is this. is place yourself around godly people. Here it is. Watch this, everybody. Here it is. Watch this. More is caught than taught. That's right. If you want good character, it's like, getting, it's like catching a cold. You got to get around somebody that's got it. More is caught than taught. More is caught than taught. 1 Corinthians 15:33 Don't be misled bad company what everybody So good company would build your character. Yeah. It would build your character. Now, what I want you to understand is that your connections are going to determine your direction. Mm-hmm. Those people that you connect yourself to are going to lead you down a direction. I would tell you this, if you told me, if you gave me the names of the five people that you're closest to, I would tell you that you're the average of them. You'll be the average of their spiritual life, you'll be the average of their physical life, and you'll be the average of their financial life. I I challenge you to do it. When you get home, write down the five people that you're closest to and look and see where you are. What I'm trying to tell you today is that some of you need an upgrade in relationships. Amen. Amen, everybody? It's amazing to be Oh, never mind. Move on, Jeff. I'll tell you this. Rhonda and I, one of the one of the first fights we got into after we got married was over charcoal. You know what I'm talking about? Charcoal grill. Like look at look at this picture right here. Like this lighted up, baby. That's it, right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's what it's supposed to look like. Well, I, we got married, and I was going to say, I'm the man. I'm a grilling machine right here. Don't mess with me because I, I know how to grill. I'm a grilling machine. Got my own little, little bitty grill at Walmart. Went out there and put my charcoal on that grill, but I made a mistake. I took my charcoal and I spread them out way out, then I soaked them down with lighter fluid. Throw that match on I got a blaze up and said yes, sir. That's a man's grill. That's a man's fire right there. Look at that Mmm, I'm the man and the fire went out Charcoals are still black. I Throw those steaks on that grill They wasn't heating up fast enough, so I took the lighter fluid underneath the steaks <laughs> Got me a man's fire again I brought those steaks in the house and said, your man has fixed you a steak. She took one bite of it. She said, I ain't eating this. <laughs> oh yes, we are! She said, I'm not eating, this poison. I said, what do you mean poison? She said, it tastes like lighter fluid. <laughs> we got in a big argument because she wouldn't eat that steak. I didn't like it, but I ate it. (laughs) I ain't gonna tell you what I did the next two days, but anyway. What I want you to know, the lesson that I learned was this. Is that when those coals are disconnected, they won't heat. In your spiritual life, listen to me everybody. When you get away from the pile, when you, get, when you disconnect yourself from the family of God and you fall over to the side, it's your responsibility to crawl back over. Yeah. Don't wait on somebody to call me. Nobody's called me. Forget that junk. No, no, no. I'm going to get, I'm, my fire's going to go out unless I get reconnected. I've got to get back near the fire. Amen, everybody. Oh, listen, and on Sundays, a lot of people have let what they think is good replace what is great. And that's what the devil always try to do. He'll say, well, this is a, this is good. You need to go do, oh, that ball game really good. Oh, we need to go to this. We need to go to that. And just forget Sunday. But what happens is you're falling off the pile. And you're getting, high, you're getting colder and colder and colder. And before you know it, you're walking down a road you wish you had to be. Get back in the fire. Amen, everybody. Get back in the fire. Stay connected. Look what Jesus said to Matthew 18 and 19. He says, Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by who, everybody? My father. Now notice you've got to be in the fire to get this prayer answered. You've got to be connected. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them that's the promise there's something that happens with us then when we come together with the body of Christ and we agree about it and we pray about it God moves we are attempting something at the church we're leading we're not following amen everybody in our community we are attempting something that's never been done and that is, is that we are going to have 5,000 people show up yes. on January, on, not January, yes. July 29th. Yes. Right now, I want you to, if you will, on the back of this card, it says this, Pray for Schools. I want you to check that box because I'm believing for 1,000 of Stockbridge Community People to show up on July 29th <laughs> at 9 a.m. 1,000 of us. Because we are leaders, everybody. We're not followers. And in our community, everybody's been talking about, well, our, we? somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs to do something. Well, we're the church that's going to do something. Amen, everybody? We are getting together with other pastors and other community leaders. And we are sharing this that we want to be gathered on that day. And for the first time in the history of our community, there will be over 5,000 people that will gather around 52 schools all over our county. And we will be praying on the same day at the same time. Amen, everybody. I'm asking you, those of you that are online, I'm asking you, I'm asking every one of you in the room, listen, whatever you got to do to be there that day, do it. If you can possibly change something, change it now. That's why I'm telling you now, is we need you. Now, here's what I've decided. After sitting down and listening to the the police chief who has officers in every school, he asked us. He said, we're doing all we can. we got officers in every school. Principals are doing everything they can. But he looked at, me and said, looked at me and said, help me. Help me. Help me. And I thought, what could I do? What could I do? And then all of a sudden, I remembered after about two days of hearing his voice, help me, help me. What could I do? I know what I can do. What you can do is that, listen, we can't, the, it's not the only thing we can do. It's the right thing to do. And that is pray. Amen, everybody? Yeah. Listen, either we can gather before something happens and that it, pray that it does not happen, or either we can gather after something happens and mourn. mourn. Amen, everybody? Yeah. So I'm asking you today. I'm asking the people of God to believe with me. And listen, let's put some legs on our prayers. And as we gather around these schools, all 52 of them, we'll have over 5,000 people calling out on the name of Jesus together. And I believe that we're going to push back the darkness. I believe that God's going to move in every situation. It's going to be a revival that's going to take place. Where did it come from? It was the Holy Spirit of God that was doing what we can cannot do and going where we cannot go we are the people of God we have the power of God we have the peace of God and we're going to push back the darkness amen everybody hallelujah to his name we are an army of God we are not going to be silent anymore we are getting on our knees and calling out on our God and he will move come on stand with us everybody You have a link in your program I want you to share it on your social media when you're scrolling why don't you light it up with something good today righteousness right relationship with God lifestyle for God how many of you today say pastor Jeff I want to live a righteous life. Just let me see your hands all over this building. I want to live a righteous life. Amen, everybody. Let me pray for you. God, right now, those hands, you see them. Come on, keep your hands up. God, you know these are the people that want to live righteous before you. So I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, right now, that you first, Holy Spirit, you move in their lives, oh God. And Lord, we, Lord it's not by might nor by power, but by your Spirit. God, that we may be a mighty force in this world and our lives matter, oh God. We have purpose, oh God. And Lord, we're gonna walk in this community and we're gonna do good. And God, on July 29th at 9 a.m., oh God, we got an appointment with you. And God, we're going to push back the darkness. Every plan the devil has, oh, Lord, to destroy these schools, Lord, for the children and the grandchildren. We said we would not leave the next generation behind, oh, God. Lord, we're going to cover them. And we're going to ask your angels, oh, God, to, Lord, go around that school, oh, Lord. We're going to ask your Holy Spirit to walk down the hallways, oh, God. And that this year, oh, Lord, it's going to be the best year ever in our county, oh, God. Because we come together. We humbled ourselves and we prayed. We sought your face oh God. And you said if we did that and turned from our wicked ways, you'd hear from heaven? Let your Holy Spirit fall. In Jesus' name we pray. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net.